Gvalt. Okay, so we pick up at the bottom of Yud, Zion, Amud Beit, Rata Tashma, three lines from the bottom, we're trying to prove uh, this halacha, we had discussed yesterday between Rabba and Rav, and we're go- trying to prove the different uh, opinions about whether when you have schach posle in the middle of a sukkah, is it for tvachim or is it for amas? And we pick up three lines from the bottom, Toshima, let's come and try to prove the halacha from the following b'risa. If a person puts schach on top of his sukkah with cedar wood that is for tvachim wide, everybody's going to be in agreement that such a sukkah is going to be posle because it's for tvachim wide. Let's say the boards are not for Tvachim wide. Rabbi Meir Paisel. Rabbi Meir says it is still puzzle. Rabbi Machshir. And Rabbi says now it is going to be kosher. It's going to be okay. Let's turn now to today's daf. Umayda Rabbi Meir. And Rabbi Meir will admit. That if in between each board that's less than four Tvachim, you have the amount of space equal to whatever size board is laying there. A person could put down kosher schach in that open area, and that will kosherize, that will kosherize the sukkah. The sukkah will now be kosher. Interesting, okay? So if you have less than four tfachim, says the mayor, it's, it's puzzle as schach. However, if you have space in between each one, to put down kosher schach, and you do that, even though that schach is still not in a status of kosher schach, but your sukkah is now is now kosher. If you hold whether it's in the middle, whether inside, you have four amas. That's why Rav Meir is going to hold that is kosher, because you're going to have schach pasul, schach kosher, schach pasul, schach kosher. I, how's your sukkah kosher? Because no, if you look at my sukkah now, my schach, nowhere do I have four amas of puzzle schach, so I'll be good to go. According to the mandamar who says that if as long as you have four tvachim of puzzle schach in the middle, it's, it's going to ruin the sukkah. Why is it going to be kosher? As long as you have a four tefach wide beam, the sukkah should be puzzle. No, you're not understanding the, the story. We're dealing with a sukkah that is eight exact amos, eight amos to the T. So you started on one side and you put down which took me all the way to the middle of my sukkah. Then you start on the other side as well. How much are you coming out with in the middle? In the middle, you're going to end up with a problem. I'm sorry, in the middle, you're going to come out with, with Pesach, with kosher schach. So now in the middle, you have kosher schach, and you're going to have daifin akuma up until the sides, because each side in each direction is only less than four amas of schach puzzle. And the middle, suk, the, the middle area will be eight, uh, will be eight tvachim, which is the sheer sukkah, and that's why the sukkah will be kosher. Okay. Period. End of the quote of that b'risa. We're now up to Amar Abaye, and we are a few lines down 
on Yurches Amar Aleph. We'll count it to be exact. Uh, ten lines down or so. On Yurches Amar Aleph. Amar Abai. Abai says, Avir Shleisha Pesukah Let's say a person's got a large sukkah, 12 feet by 12 feet. In the middle of that sukkah, he's got a three tefach space. Umiyatai, and you shorten that space, either by putting down kosher schach or not kosher schach. All I did was make it that there's no space. So originally I had three tvachim of space. Is that going to be a problem? Yes. How did I lessen the space? Either I put down any sort of material. Kosher schach or not. Says Abaye, havimiyot. It's fine. It's valid. Because I don't have a three tefach space. And you need three tvachim of space to ruin the sukkah. Now, besukkah katana. Let's say my sukkah is um, you know the the minimal size, okay? That's a it's a small sukkah. Bikonim havimiyot. If I put down kosher schach, so that's going to make my sukkah kosher. Okay, why? Because I put down kosher schach. How much space do I have? We'll call it two and a half tefachim. Lavud says it's co- it's closed, and now I have the sufficient uh, shear, the sufficient measurement for a sukkah. However, bishpudim, if I put down schach pasul, lo uh, lo a That's not considered minimizing it, okay? Because you very, uh, it's very nice that you might have, you know, lavud. You don't have space, but the problem is lavud is coming from schach pasul, and you're not going to have the required seventh vachim of kosher schach. Vahani mili minatzar says the Gemara. This is true when my open space on my sukkahs were the space was on the side, not in the middle. Let's say the, the opening was in the center of the sukkah. Okay? Which is interesting. We learned, you know, we learned by Daifan Akuma. That Daifan Akuma has to be from the side. What about Lavud? Does love need to be like a hemshech, a continuation of the wall? Not necessarily so. It's not, what does that do with the wall, right? But there's a machleka, Zeracha Ravina. One says it mamish uh, that, that you can have love, you, you may have love in the middle, which is what we would think is the sensible you know, opinion. Love just means it's closed. Why can't you have that anywhere? Another one holds that no. If you have a three tefach gap in the center, then you're going to have a problem and your sukkah is not going to be counted all as what? My time is Madamar Yeshlovud Vemsa. Why? Now, what's the reasoning for the opinion? The time. We learned in a price. Kura Yaitzimikaisolzeh. You have a beam, a kura, that's coming out of one wall. This is talking about when you're allowed to carry on Shabbos. It doesn't reach all the way across the Mavli to the other side. There's an opening. Instead of having one going all the way across, what if you have two that are going to the middle to meet? But they don't completely reach each other. Here's the halacha. 
if there's less than three tapach gap from the beam to the wall, or less than three tapach gap between each beam, in the tzarach lavikura acharis, it's considered enclosed. You don't need to bring another kura to close it up. Shleisha, but if it's more than three tvachim, tzarach lavikura acharis, you'd have to close it up. Now let me ask you a question. When the two beams are coming out of either side to go meet, and it's less than three tvachim, we said it's okay. Isn't that be'emtza? Isn't that in the middle? Yeah. So you see clearly from this b'risa that you can have lavud be'emtza. Be'idach. What about the other opinion that says lavud is only next to a wall? What's he going to do with this b'risa? He says, shiny kuras darabadun. He'll say like this. When it comes to the halachas of mavoy and kuras, which are all darabanan, so we'll be makel and allow lavud to apply in the center. Sukkah, which is a din raisa, the biblical mitzvah that we're obligated to fulfill, there, we're not permitted to use lavud in the middle, you're only permitted to use lavud on the side. Okay. But now remember, do we know that the one who says there's lavud on the side, did he prove that he's right? No. All he did was is say the brisa that we use to try to prove the other opinion is not necessarily a proof. But we don't know why the opinion of Lovud needs to be on the side. We don't have a source for that yet. Okay? If you say Lovud has to be in the middle, okay, well, the prices talks about two beams coming near each other, okay, you have some sort of source. Other opinion will argue whether it's a source, we'll say it's Drabana. But now we're going to say back to the Mandiyamar who says Lovud needs to be Minatsad. What's your source? Why would Lovud have to be coming off a wall? So here we go. My time the What's the reason for the man who says that there's no love in the middle? That's not. We learned in the Mishnah. When you have an Aruba, we'll call this a um, what are these called? The, the holes in this uh, not, not a, a moon roof, uh, a skylight. Okay, people have have openings in the middle of their ceilings in order to allow natural light to come in. So a person has a skylight in their home. And it's sukkis now. So they have an opening in their roof. The guy says, oh, Gavaldik, all I need to do is uh, lay out some schach. You know? So If you have a skylight that has a paiseach tefach, okay? Which means that there's an opening to directly to the heavens that are one tapach by one tapach. Tumma bavayas, if there's a, if somebody passes away in the house, kulay tame, the whole house is going to be tame. Okay? Everything is still considered under the same, uh, the same uh, covering, the same oil, the same roof. Mashakinegat aruba tor, except anything that's underneath that tapach space is considered like. It goes straight up, and it's not going to become tummy. If you have, let's say, a metal fork, that punct happens to fit directly underneath that tapach, it's, uh, you don't need a table it, you know. Tuma connected aruba. What happens if the body is opposite the hole in the, sky, in, in the ceiling? Kolabai is kulaitar, and everything's okay. Because now, the tuma goes directly up and out. And we don't say it goes up and spreads out. Now, 
Let's say there's less than a tefach of opening. Tumba b'vayis k'neged aruba itar. Utuma k'neged aruba kol b'vayis kula itar. Okay. Let's say there's no uh, there's no opening of a tefach. Okay. So it's less than the measurement of a tefach. So anything that's still opposite the opening is going to be. I'm sorry, not still. Anything that's opposite, yeah. Anything that's opposite the opening is still tame. Is going to be tame. And the whole house is going to be tar. Okay? So you hear this? The rest of the house is going to be tar. Now, the Mishnah says, well, let's, let's explain this. Hold on. So, before we get into the explanation of how this is going to work, the Misa, for our, for our purposes, what you see from here is, you have less than three tefach of opening in a ceiling. In either case. You have less than three tefach of opening. It's in the middle of the sukkah. So you see, lavud doesn't work. It's in the middle of a home, because the skylight's usually in the middle. So you see, lavud doesn't work. Because if lavud would work, anything that's a tefach should just be viewed as closed. That's the main idea that we're trying to extrapolate from this. Okay, so that's going to be his proof. From Ilchus Toma, the Idach. What's the other man, the Amar, who says that um, you could have love, but what's he going to do with all these laws of Tumah? You have one tefach that's open, and go, oh, what are you talking about? How, uh, why don't we just view it as closed? Shani hilchus Tumah, say, don't, you can't prove anything from the laws of Tumah. Laws of Tumah are different, completely different, and, and you can't learn them out to hilchus Pesach. Okay? Lema'i cigarette. Practically speaking. We have the one who says lava needs to be in the um, in the middle. He came with his source. The one that says lava has to be coming off a wall. He comes with his source. Other man, the Omar, has a way to wiggle out by saying that that halacha happens to be different, and each one is sticking to their guns. Okay. Torah Shav Yudavar Eloi. gave a drasha by Shintav Zichagab of Yavah House. That collapsed in the middle. And the owner puts Chach on top. Kshera, it's going to be kosher. Okay? Looks familiar, right? Looks familiar? We learned this last night. That's the case of, of uh, yesterday's daf on Yud Zayin Amalaf. Amalafan Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Rabbi says to Rabbi Yehuda Bariloi, Rabbi Parish, Rabbi, please be mefarish. Please explain the practicalities of your halacha. When you say that when the center of a roof caves in, you could put schach over the hole and it's kosher, please explain. This is how my, my father explained it. Because if there's more than four amas from the wall to the collapse, the collapse part of the roof, that's not going to be kosher. You can't just give a blanket statement. If you lay out schach, you're okay. Because if it's more than four amas, it's not okay. Because it's not going to be daifin akuma. And therefore, your schach has no walls. Pokas amas kshera. If it's less, it's going to be kosher. Okay, good. Daifin akuma doesn't reach further than four walls. Torah Shavu Yudubarilai. gave another drasha. And he said, Avruma sharia. You're allowed to eat a small salty fish. Okay? Now Rashi says 
this fish called Avruma is actually kosher, but there are non-kosher fish that look like the Avruma. So he says that if you, if you find an Avruma, person nets an Avruma, and you know it's an Avruma, it's still permitted to eat, and you don't need, uh, you don't need to be concerned either about marasayin or maybe there's a non-Avruma type of fish in there. I'm the fun of Rabbi Shlomo Rabbi Shlomo said to him, Rabbi Parish, Rabbi, you got to explain, you got to give a little more clarity when you say this halacha, because kacha maraba, is how my father said, kol makoim, um, that there are certain places if you catch this avruma that it's going to be usher to eat it. In other places, it's going to be permit. In other words, I, you need to explain that when you say avruma is kosher, it depends on the locale. It depends on the location. And Rashi says that um, because there are some there are some streams of water where the avruma fish, which is kosher, swim with the similar fish that are non-kosher. And there are other rivers where the avruma fish are alone. So in the locations where the avruma fish are alone, granted they look like non-kosher, but you could assume that all these little avruma fishes are all avrumas, and they're okay. But when it's common for them to swim with the other fish that are non-kosher, then you would not be permitted to eat the avruma, lest one might come to eat the non-avruma along with it. Okay. Now. Kiyodom Rabaye hai tzachanta devav nara sharia. Tzachanta from the Bav River is going to be allowed. My taima, even when we should have if you're going to say because it's the, the, it has a strong current, and the non-kosher fish. Since they don't have a spine, they can't live there. We do find these non-kosher fish that don't have spines that still exist there. And let me show them the Maya. The reason, the difference is because the water is salty. And the dog tame, the non-kosher fish, since it does not have kilfi, Synthesis does not have scales, it will, uh, it will uh, die. If that's going to be your logic, and that's why you're allowed to eat the kosher fish, because the non-kosher fish are going to die, that's also not true. We see that it can live. The reason is because the, the we'll call it the climate of the river is just not good for these non-kosher fish, and therefore they know to stay away. Hence, if you catch the uh, um, if you catch the tzachanta fish in the Bav River, you could assume that it's the kosher one, and the non-kosher ones are not mixed in because the climate is not good for the non-kosher ones. Nowadays, where other rivers connect with the Bav River, so these, uh, this Tzachanta fish in the Bav River is going to be usher. Why? Because the other streams are naturally going to flow in, and these fish are going to come along with it, whether or not they like it. They're going to be going along for the ride. Now, there's a beautiful idea just to notice. You know, the, you know, the, the, the Gemara is pointing out to us, there are, you, you could have a fish that's kosher, a fish that's non-kosher, 
and you can't even notice it. Now, how true we have this in life, where things look exactly the same on the outside, right? And it's it's very hard to see the difference. But Lamaisa, the insides of it, the makeup of a fish, the makeup of a non-kosher fish on the inside is completely different. But to the naked eye, an eye that can't really discern what's tahar and what's tame, it's uh, it's pretty much impossible. Pretty much impossible. And therefore, you need to refrain. You got to stay away, lest chas v'shalom somebody get involved in tumah when we think it's tara. Beautiful lesson for life. Okay, here we go. Two lines from the bottom of Yurches Amud Aleph. Itmar, we learned. Sichich agav yachsadra sheyesh la pitzim. Okay. If a person lays out schach on top of an achsadra, on top of an overhang that has pitzimim, we're going to translate pitzimim as pillars, right? These poles that hold them up. There's poles that hold up the the awning, the overhang. Says um, uh, says the pricer. It's going to be kosher. Okay. Because what what's going to happen is each one of these pillars are going to be lovered to each other and we're going to view them as a full-fledged wall. So they're kind of restarting the wall towards the center. Let's say there's no additional pillars at the edge of the overhang, the edge of the awning. So then Abai Omar Kshera, Abai says it's going to be kosher. The Rava Omar Psula, and Rava says puzzle. And let me ask you a question. How wide is this awning? Let's get the picture in our minds. You have homes on all three sides. Each home has overhangs and awnings coming out of them. And what I want to do is lay schach across the center of my courtyard. I have my three walls of, of the homes on all three sides, this apartment complex, the ches, right? And then I want to lay out schach all the way across. What's the potential problem? The awnings themselves that are coming off the wall is schach puzzle. So if I lay out schach from the edge of the awnings, where's my wall? Might be too far away. I don't have daif and akuma. But if you have additional pillars at the end of the overhang, those pillars, if they're less than three talking from each other, could function as lovud. And now those are my new walls. So I don't care about the overhangs anymore. Because I have new walls at the edge of the overhang of the awning. And now I'm laying out schach. There's no schach puzzle anywhere. Schach puzzle is outside my sukkah now. So let's get into this. Abai Yom Abai says the sukkah is kosher. We now turn to Yilchah Samad Beis. Amrinam Pitikur Yar Besaisim. We'll say Pitikur Yar Besaisim, meaning even if I don't have pillars, I'll say the edge of the awning, the edge of the overhang, goes downwards and still functions as a brand new wall. Rabba Amr Absula, Rabba says, Apostle, why? Why Amrinam Pitikur Yar Besaisim? He says, no. 
we cannot use the thickness of the edge of the awning to start uh, to start uh, functioning as a brand new wall. Amalei Rabba Labai, Rabba, who says we don't say particularly Rabbi Yisraelim says Tabai, Ladi Dach, according to you, the Amr particularly Rabbi Yisraelim who says that we do view the thickness at the edge of the awning and consider that to be a brand new wall. Afilu Ifchis Taifen Emtsai, even if the middle wall. Um, while it falls down, why don't we always say Pitikar Yard him And it's like a brand new wall, right? Let's say you have a wall that collapses in the middle of your house. Why don't we say the thickness of the remainder of the ceiling functions as a new wall because of Pitikra? Okay, that in, in such a case, I would agree because that's Mavoy Hamoflash. In other words, we're talking about a case where. It's closed on three sides and nobody could walk through. So when do we say Pitikra? When you already have more of an enclosure. But when there's more of an opening, when there's more of an opening that's existing over there, there I will admit that there is no Pitikra. Okay. Let's say the Machlaikas are by Rabba. The same Machlaikas as the earlier Amiram, Rab and Shmuel, about whether we say Pitikra. Ditmar. We learned in a... Um, well, we learned in a brisa, Aksajo bevika. I'm sorry, not a brisa. It's Rav and Shmuel. So we we learned concerning Machlekes Rav and Shmuel. Rav Amar Mutl Tal Rav says when you have an Aksadra in a bika, we'll call this like a gazebo. Okay, you have poles and a thick roof on top, no walls. Poles going up with a cover. Rav Amar Mutl Tal Rav says you can carry underneath it. Where's the walls? You know what we're gonna say? Pitikra Yard Besaisa maybe. Right? The thickness of the ceiling makes it like the start of a wall. He says, you're limited to your Arba Amis. You can't carry outside for Amis. We don't say Pitikra Yared Visaisim. So now, Rav and Shmuel already had that Machlaikas earlier. We'll say the Machlaikas of Bayan Rava. They're arguing about also whether we say Pitikra Yared Visaisim. Now, Says the Gemara, not necessarily. Machlekes Rav and Shmuel is not necessarily the Machlekes Abay and Rav. Aliba the Shmuel Kuliyam Pligi. As far as Shmuel's opinion, so, uh, uh, as far as Shmuel's opinion, yet yeah, maybe we'll say that Abay and Rava would hold. We do not say Pitikra Yireid Vesaisim. Let's keep reading to the top of tomorrow's Dav. Keep Pligi. Where do Abay and Rava argue? Aliba the Rav, they're arguing about um, Rav's opinion. Abaye Karav, Abaye will hold like Rav, that will say, Pitikra Yared Visaisem, and therefore the same way by Hilcha Shabbos it's closed, will say the same thing by Sukkah. Rav Amarlach, and Rav is going to say, Ad Khan like Amar Rav Hosom, Rav by the, uh, by the gazebo, by this covering, it, uh, when it comes to Hilcha Shabbos, We'll say Pitikra Elo de Mechitzas Lachsadra Huda Avidi because the Mechitzas are made for the side of this uh, of this gazebo. Abel Hocha the Lav Lachy Avidu, but by but by Hocha Sukkah, where these the the thickness is not made for the Sukkah, it's not made for the enclosure, it's not made for the Sukkah. So uh, uh, light, maybe he would not. Uh, hold that we say Pitikra 
and it would not be kosher as my sukkah, period. We're going to hold it here. Let's just explain what we read in that last step. And that is, we're discussing particular decisive. Do we say that the thickness of the roof can be viewed now as a start of the wall, the wall and Pitikra says, I now have an enclosure or not. Okay? What we're coming out with in this last logic is it depends what the purpose of the Pitikra is. If the purpose of the Pitikra is there for that entity itself, then we will say Pitikra. Okay? If it's not, and it's only there for a separate, it's not, never meant to be a sukkah in the first place, then then a pitikra does work. So this, there's a lumbus in ha, when we're permitted to view the pitikra, the edge, and the thickness on the edge, when we're permitted to view, view it as going down, there's a lumbus as to how it works. If it's there for its initial uh, use, if we're using it for now, yes, we will say it. Otherwise, we do not say pitikra. And Bez Hashem, tomorrow, we will continue on just a little bit further. Um with this conversation and come out uh, and come out la halacha. Ultimately, tomorrow, just a few more steps, we're going to learn what the halacha is when we say pitikra, if at all. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, everybody. Bez we will pick up from here tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock.